Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Amen. Thank you, Elijah. Who wants a Rolo? Anybody want a Rolo? There you go. One of the girls. One of the girls. Thank you so much. Hey, some of you guys in here are new to Christ Church. And for those of you, my friends who have been here for a long time, if you would, please give our new friends a very warm, happy Christ Church welcome to Wednesday night, Christ Church students. Now, my name is Drake, and on the count of three, I need you to say your name as loud and proud as you can. One, two, three. Okay, now look to the person to the right of you, the right I'm directionally challenged to the person to your right. Now, on the count of three, I need you to say their name as loud and proud as you can. One, two, three. So, so my friend's name, my friend's name was Jake. And I said was because Jake is now dead to me after what he did. So this was a couple years ago. I was living in a dorm with like 80 other guys. It was awesome, so much fun. And I was known as a prankster. I like to pull pranks on people. And so everybody would try to get me back with these pranks. And nobody ever got me until one day I let my guard down. And that was the day that Jake decided to prank me. Jake walked into my room and he said, Hey, Drake, we have this awesome new swing built in the back of the woods. Do you want to come swing on it? And what I should have said was no. But what I did say was yeah. So I get up, I go, I go walk into the woods, and there's this awesome swing. It is like hooked up to this tree, a rope coming down with a little carabiner hook right there on the end, and it's going off. You would swing off of a cliff in the woods. It was sick. And so I watched this guy after guy after guy hooked on this like rock climbing harness that goes around your waist right here and then hooks into the thing and they would be hoisted up by other guys. Their feet were dangling off of the ground. They couldn't touch the ground and everybody was pushing them off of this cliff, coming back, pushing them again. It was awesome. And my friends were like, Drake, do you want to get on the swing? And what I should have said was no, but what I did say was yeah. And so I get on this swing. I put on this harness. They lift me up and I hook in the carabiner hook And then nobody does anything. They just start laughing. What I did was I gave Jake my phone, and I shouldn't have done that. Because I watched as Jake pulled out my phone, took a picture of me, everybody was laughing, and then they all walked away. They left me hanging there, four feet off the ground, for 30 minutes. 30 minutes, and I didn't get down until this grandma and grandpa who were going on their evening stroll happened upon Drake hanging from a tree. And when I asked him, I said, will you help me get, will you help get me down? And what they should have said was no, but what they did say was yes. Grandpa grabbed this leg. Grandma grabbed this leg. That was awkward. They lifted me up, I unhooked the clip, and I fell to the ground. 
I didn't even say thank you because I ran all the way back to my dorm. I was going to punch Jake in the face, but I couldn't find him. So I saw, I go to my room, and on the door, they had already printed off my picture, posted it right on my door, and underneath it said, the struggle is real. It's so real, guys. Here's what I want you to hear tonight. If you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this. Struggles may be a part of our story, but they don't have to be the end of our story. Struggles may be a part of our story, but they don't have to be the end of our story. You guys have a storyline bookmark. When you, re- when you walked in, you should have received that bookmark. I want you to write that down, fill in the blanks for that. And then as you're doing that, I'm going to say a prayer. And if you want to pray silently to yourself, I want you to, to do that as I'm praying out loud. And then I'm going to talk to you tonight about struggles. Because struggles, we all have them. And they might be a part of our story, but they don't have to be the end of our story. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we love you. And we are excited to be here with our family, God's family, worshiping you, learning about you. God, thank you for the struggles that you put in our lives. Some of them we put in there for our, 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 on our own sake. We, 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 these struggles are because we chose to have the struggles. But some of these struggles are struggles that we didn't choose to have, things that were done to us. God, I ask tonight that you would help every single one of us to admit our struggle, to admit our struggle to ourselves, to our, admit, admit our struggle to you, and to admit our struggle to our connection group. God, thank you for loving us. And thank you that although we may have struggles in our story, it does not have to be the end. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So, last week I introduced you to five guys. Five disciples that followed Jesus. Every single one of them had a struggle. Now, let me just define what a struggle is for you. A struggle does not necessarily mean sin, but it could mean sin at some point. So, for example, say at school people are gossiping about you or they're bullying you. That is a struggle that you are going through. That is something that, re- that is real and it hurts. But it's not a sin. A struggle does not have to be a sin. On the other hand, though, a, str- a struggle could be a sin. For example, if you're the one gossiping about people or if you're the one bullying people, that is also a struggle. Struggles don't have to be sin, but they might be a sin. Tonight, I want you to admit your struggle. Five guys, five disciples, they all followed Jesus. They all had different struggles. If you remember, one of their names was Matthew. And you remember his picture. It was kind of a goofy, he's kind of a goofy looking disciple. Yeah, he's funny looking. Matthew's struggle was loneliness. Loneliness was Matthew's struggle. Matthew was kicked out of groups. Nobody wanted to be Matthew's friend. It was a struggle. It's not a sin to be lonely, but it's a struggle. Every single person has a struggle. Matthew's was loneliness, and I would guess that there might be some of you in this room tonight who also struggle with loneliness. The second disciple that we talked about, well, two in in fact, they were brothers, the sons of thunder, and their struggle was selfishness. Their struggle was, in fact, a sin. Now, I'm going to ask every single one of you to be honest. By a show of hands, is there anybody else who struggles with selfishness in the room, or am I just the only one? Yeah, James and John, the sons of thunder, they struggled with selfishness. They wanted it to be all about them. Their struggle was selfishness. Another disciple we talked about, his name was Thomas. And Thomas, Thomas doubted. He doubted that Jesus could have actually risen from the dead. 
All the other disciples came back to Thomas and they're like, yo, dude, Jesus is back from the dead. And Thomas was like, no, uh, I don't believe it. Now here, I want you to hear me very clearly. It is not a sin to doubt Jesus. It's not a sin to have doubts about whether or not he was a real man who really lived on earth and really rose from the dead. But it is a struggle. And just like every other struggle, you need to be open and honest about the struggle of doubt. And I don't know if you do struggle with this, but as a junior hire, I did struggle with this. And so it wouldn't surprise me if some of you out there did struggle with doubt. Doubting that Jesus is who he says he is. Doubting that Jesus can actually save you from your sins. Doubting that Jesus can actually bring life back into your story. The last disciple we talked about on Wednesday was Peter. And Peter's struggle was that Peter had a big mouth. Now, I don't know if your parents have ever said, um, think before you speak, or think about what you say before you're going to say it. Anybody's parents ever said that to them, or is my parents the only one? Because my parents said that all the time. Well, Peter didn't think before he spoke. In fact, Peter made a lot of claims, said he was going to do a lot of things, and then never actually did them. He left a lot of people hanging. Peter had a big mouth. He said that he was going to do things for Jesus, and then he didn't follow through with them. That was Peter's struggle. All five of these disciples had struggles. And I know that some of us, actually every single one of us has struggles. Our struggles might be a sin that we are doing. We are causing the struggle to come upon ourselves. Maybe we're lying, or maybe we're cheating on our schoolwork. Or maybe these are things that are happening to us. Maybe your parents are getting a divorce and you're going through a hard time. I've never seen my parents get divorced, but I've seen a lot of my friends have their parents be divorced. And I saw how hard that was for them. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And what I want to say about struggles is this. You've already written it down, but hear me one more time. If you don't hear anything else tonight, I want you to hear this. Struggles may be a part of your story, but they don't have to be the end. Jesus was talking to these five disciples and he was going to give them some advice on what to do with their struggles. He was going to give them some advice on how to follow him. And if you have your Bible, I want you to turn it to Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. If you don't have a Bible, tell your connection group leader that you do not have a Bible. They will tell me, and I will get you a Bible. The church will get you a Bible. We want you reading the Bible because the Bible helps us become more and more like Jesus. But Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, I'm going to have my good friend Sydney French come up here and read Luke 9, 23 and 24 for us. Give it up for my friend Squidney French Fries. You like that? Squidney French Fries. So Sydney is going to read Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. And this is Jesus speaking, and he's talking to his disciples. So as Sydney, re- as Sydney reads, listen to what Jesus is saying to his disciples. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever wants their life for me will save it. Luke 9, 23 through 24. Thank you, Squidney. Everybody give it up for Squidney. French fries. So here's what Jesus is saying to his disciples. Jesus is saying to his disciples, Matthew, James, John, Thomas, and Peter. He's saying to them, give yourselves to me. 
Because every single one of them had struggles. Jesus wanted to help them overcome their struggles. And Jesus said to them, give everything you have, everything you are to me. And if you're going to give everything that you are to Jesus, that also means that you have to give Jesus your struggles. Struggles that you are having that you are causing like selfishness or struggles that are happening to you like loneliness because people are gossiping about you or people are bullying you and nobody wants to hang out with you. Whatever it is, whether it's a sin that you're committing or something that is happening to you, bring it to Jesus so that Jesus can redeem it and bring life back into your story. When I was a kid, I had this bad habit. Uh, My mom would always be like, Drake, you need to put your clothes in the dirty clothes hamper so that I can get them to the wash. I was a weird kid. I know some of you think I'm a weird kid still. Okay, I'm 22. I'm not a kid anymore, and I'm not that weird, okay? I know some of you think I am, though, whatever. But when I was young, I was a weird kid. And I would have, like, all these clothes that I would wear, and I didn't, I don't know why I did this, but I didn't even put them in the dirty clothes hamper. Like, I would do things like grab a dirty shirt, and I would stuff it in the back of my closet so that nobody could see it. And then like two weeks later, I would pull it out and wear it again. Or I would just shove all of my underwear under my bed. Or I would put the socks that I was wearing in the sheets of my bed with me. I don't know why I did it, and it was gross. But what I did, what I did with my dirty clothes back there is like what a lot of us do with our struggles right now. I was hiding my clothes so that my mom wouldn't see them. And a lot of us are hiding our struggles so that God won't see them, so that our friends or our family won't see them, or maybe so we don't even have to think about them. We hide these struggles, and our struggles will never be healed if we don't give them to Jesus, if we don't admit our struggles to Jesus and to our friends. So what Jesus is asking us to do when he says, deny yourself and follow me, take up your cross, he's asking you to get all of your struggles, every single one that you have right now, whether it's a sin that you're committing or something that is being done to you, a struggle that you're having that you have no control over. He's asking you to get everything, everything that you are, everything that you have and take it to him. He's asking you to give it to him so that he, so that he can redeem you. Because like we said last week, the devil is trying to take life right out of your story. But Jesus is trying to bring that life right back in. Jesus wants to bring life back into your story. And struggles may be a part of your story, but they don't have to be the end. What you need to do with your struggles is you need to give them to Jesus. So that Jesus can heal you, can redeem you, and can bring life back into your story. Tonight we're going to take communion. And a lot of you guys have taken communion before. Communion is something that is for those of us who follow Jesus. It's an opportunity for us to interact with Jesus, where we get to remember what Jesus has done for us on the cross and with his resurrection. And we also get to reflect on what it means to be a follower of Jesus. As we take communion, you guys all have your storyline bookmarks. And as we're taking communion, I want you guys to be reflecting on the struggles that you have. Struggles that are going on in your life. It's at the bottom of your storyline bookmark. And as the ushers are going to make their way and they're going to dismiss us to take communion, I want you to write down struggles that you are having in your life. I want you to write down those struggles because I'm going to ask you to admit these struggles later tonight to your connection group. Because what you hide cannot be healed. 
You can't hide dirty laundry. Because if you keep hiding your dirty laundry, it's never going to get washed. It's never going to be cleaned. And you can't hide your struggles. Because if you hide your struggles, they're never going to be redeemed by Jesus. What you hide cannot be healed. And I know that there's a lot of you in here tonight who want your struggles to be healed. You want Jesus to bring life back into your story. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to write down the struggles that you're having on your storyline bookmark. The ushers are going to come by. They're going to dismiss you row by row. I want you to get up and I want you to go and I want you to take communion around the room. Once you've taken communion, I want you to find one of your adult leaders. And I want you to ask them to pray for you. I want you to ask them to pray that Jesus would bring life back into your story. I want to ask you to ask them to pray that God would give you courage to admit your struggles. To give you courage not to be ashamed or not to be embarrassed by what's going on in your life. Because nobody is better than anybody else. We all have struggles. So when the usher dismisses you to go take communion, I want you to take communion. I want you to find your leader, and I want you to ask them to pray for you. Let me pray for you, and then the ushers are going to dismiss us to take communion. Jesus, thank you for bringing life back into our story. Jesus, we all have struggles, every single one of us. Jesus, some of these struggles we, we, we bring upon ourselves. We choose to sin. Just like James and John chose to be selfish, we choose to be selfish. We choose to cheat. We choose to lie. We choose to bully. We choose to gossip. But Jesus, there's some of us in this room who have struggles and we, we didn't do really anything to deserve it. God, I want to pray for the students whose families are going through a rough time right now. Maybe one of their family members has passed away. Maybe their parents are going through a divorce. God, I ask that you would give them the courage, God, to admit their struggle to their group. Remind them, God, that there is no judgment. Nobody's better than anybody else because we all have struggles. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for taking us exactly who we, as we are. We all have struggles, and you love us just the same. Thank you for redeeming us, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.